This is Marcus Kauke from Sala Training on the Inquisitor podcast. How to make a fantastic channel sales manager. Channel sales management is the elite parallel career path to become a direct sales director. Why elite? It's much tougher and requires a broader and deeper range of skills. You need to be a strategist, a planner, a manager, a coach, a trainer, a diplomat, a referee, an executive, an operator, an organizer, a leader with cat herding skills, communication, negotiation skills, par excellence. You have to lead without power. You have to drive results without direct control, and you have to inspire without direct authority. In German, there's a term, forgive the pronunciation, which means an egg-laying, wool-making, milk-producing pig. That sums up the role of the channel manager pretty succinctly. Great channel managers are the special forces of sales. They're dropped behind enemy lines to do the toughest jobs working with the local resistance fighters. They eat the same food, sleep in the same trenches, suffer the same fate or worse, and have to deal with the fallout of their own political leadership, not understanding how fragile these relationships can be. They have to battle for resources, protect their fighters from their own side, who see them as competition, and resent it when their partners win business from under the direct sales force's nose. This is the career path to channel glory. How do you reach the dizzy heights of becoming a channel sales superstar? You cut your teeth in an entry-level sales role, like inside sales, outbound prospecting, door-to-door selling, as a researcher or junior recruiter, learning how to craft a message, ask questions, listen, organize yourself, and handle rejection. With a year or two under your belt, work your way into a junior outbound or field sales role. Invest heavily in your learning, putting in at least one hour per day in self-development and study. Make sure you capture at least three lessons each day and live by the half a percent rule. Your goal is to improve incrementally by at least half a percent a day. Over 270 working days, that's one working year in the UK, you'll have improved by 273% as your lessons compound. Don't be one of those salespeople who claims 10 years experience only to have one year experience 10 times over because you didn't really learn anything since your first year. Be an aggressive learner. A day without a lesson is a lesson wasted. Seek out a mentor whose history is your future. Establish a coaching relationship with someone who's already successful and knows how and why they're successful and can coach you. Get a coach as early as you can in your career. Ask for help. People will help you if you ask. Not everyone, but most. And challenge their thinking if you don't understand or disagree. Be your own person. Take risks. Pay for your own training if you have to. Offer to pay 30% or even 50% and ask your employer to make up the balance. Many employers will love the fact that you're willing to put skin in the game to improve yourself. Ask your customers for feedback. Ask them to be candid, open, and never gloss their feedback to spare your feelings. What did you do well? What could you have done better? What should you stop doing, start doing, do differently? Write down your lessons in the Daily Behavioral Journal. Did I mention keep a journal? Your journal is your most powerful self-development tool. And those are my clients who don't journal and get trained in Sandler get a 20 to 50% improvement in their sales. Those who do journal get a 300 to 1200% increase in their sales. So why would you not for the inconvenience of 10 minutes per day? 
plan your work, plan your sales calls, rehearse before you go on sales calls so you aren't winging it or practicing in front of your prospects. Debrief after each sales call to capture the lessons, identify the problems you need to address and populate your pre-call plan for your next stage in the sale. If you learn a lesson, teach it within 24 hours to someone on your team so you embed it and own it. Failing to do this is an act of gross incompetence and should, in my opinion, be a disciplinary issue. Consider the amount of money, time and resource the business has invested to get you in front of a prospect. Who the hell are you to piss away the opportunity because you're too damned lazy or disorganized to prepare adequately? You're going to fail even if you do the preparation, planning and rehearsal. Remember, failure is your best teacher. Fail fast, fail early and fail often. Failure in role is not a personality defect. It's universal, unavoidable and part of the human condition. Not learning from your failures. Now that is plain stupid and shows flaws in your personality. Not preparing is unforgivable. Be diligent, be organized and earn your way into a senior sales position over the next two to three years. Volunteer immediately to mentor junior salespeople as soon as you achieve a senior sales status, because coaching is central to any effective manager's job. Managing, i.e. the supervisory function, should only take a tiny percentage of your time if you're managing well. I suggest getting at least two years of regular coaching of other salespeople under your belt before you even consider moving into a sales management position. By now, you're a competent salesperson with three to five years of daily lessons under your belt, a selling system that's repeatable, scalable, and effective. You understand why you, you do what uh, and what works, and you've made so many mistakes which you've turned into lessons. So when you start building your own team, your history is their future. I suggest you spend at least one of your experience gaining jobs working in a reseller or channel partner so you can experience what it's like being on the receiving end of several vendors' love interest. See what good and bad looks like. So when you eventually move into a channel sales management role, you bring the best practices and know what bad looks like from the partner perspective in order to never inflict it on them. Only now might you be ready to take on a direct management role. Remember, you have two functions in sales management. Hire the best people, get the best out of them. That's it. Everything else is putting lipstick on a pig. Do these things well, and it grants you license to push back on the petty bureaucracies and rules that constrain unsuccessful managers who are afraid of their utter ineptitude will be discovered. 97% of your job in management is recruiting, interviewing, onboarding, training, coaching, strategizing, deal midwifing, career counseling, clearing the path and protecting your people from the idiocy of your own organization so they can do their best work. 3% is supervisory and reporting. Here's a big hint. If you hire the best people and get the best out of them, the reports write themselves. If you're in regular contact and your relationship is one of trust and transparency, the data will flow to you so you simply have to tie up a few low sends at the end of the month. Once you've developed your people, so you've made yourself redundant and built a team that's self-sustaining, autonomous and effective, you'll have learned the power of constructive conflict, never being the smartest person in the room, subsuming your ego and taking delight in other people's success. If you help enough other people get their needs met, you will get your needs met too. Coach your people to start with the customer and realize whatever you sell is a means to solve their problems. Talk to the customer about the customer. 
train your people to care about the customer. What makes them tick? Why are they in business? Why are they in this job? What are their challenges, pains, aspirations, key performance indicators and goals? Do not talk about product because no one cares. That's like showing people photos of your ugly children. The customer experience begins in your planning and strategizing. It must be your goal to become your tr customer's trusted advisor. Unless you start with the customer, your self-interest will be high. Selfish selling results in transactional relationships, which are probably brief. Your job is to help your salespeople find, win, keep, and grow the customer. Make this philosophy part of your recruitment process, onboarding process, and your accountability process. Measure your salespeople against how well the customer rates them for their competence and knowledge, keeping their word, their attention, and focus on the customer, and how well and how closely they develop relationships. Measure them on how the customer experiences them focusing on their self, selfish self-interest. The formula is credibility times reliability times attention times intimacy divided by self-interest equals trusted advisor. Help your salespeople develop clear expectations and boundaries. Teach them how to contract with prospects and customers. Teach them to challenge their customers so they're seen as adding value instead of just order taking. Have them become part of your customer's innovation cycle. Provide them with the right tools to help them to plan months and years ahead in the account. Take their place with the C-suite, with operations, with finance, and deliver genuine business value to keep them out of the clutches of procurement and other deal prevention departments. Once you've built a team that lives and breathes a customer experience, and you've helped them develop to the point where one or more of them can replace you, you might be ready for your channel, first channel sales management role. I'm going to rant now. In today's market, channel managers are usually the nice guy who didn't cut it in direct sales, but is pretty good socially. We don't want to fire him because he's good to have around. And heck, what calm did he do if we lump him in with our channel partners? Seriously? The channel is the future. Did you know that today, in 2018, 75% of all global trade is sold through partners. Based on the World Trade Organizations for 2016, back then that was $11.6 trillion sold through partners. Sorry, folks, that's a market that's too big to ignore, and no one will want you to leave that to Tim Nice But Dim. Channel sales has until now been seen as a dumping ground for failed direct salespeople. It's the bastard, ugly sister of direct sales. But increasingly, corporations are laying off their sales forces, and this trend will continue. Recently, Coca-Cola laid off 20,000 salespeople and put sales in the hands of their bottling partners. We are seeing this trend happen everywhere today. If you're in direct sales and you're an order taker, retrain as a plumber, because at least there's a shortage of them. If you're an order taker or worse still a negotiator, your days are numbered. You will be replaced by artificial intelligence, the likes of Google, Siri, and Alexa. Your job will be outsourced. No one needs a brochure in a suit anymore. They can just ask the internet. You are the morons that the statistic you see bandied around that the buyer organization is 60% of the way through their decision before they invite in a salesperson is referring to. Why? because you haven't been doing your bloody job. 
If you'd been doing your job, you'd be the one helping them work out why they need help, why, what they do, what they need to do to fix it. Uh, so by the time they go through the motions of a bid, your competition are pitching against a foregone conclusion that they have to buy from you. Why? Because you have all the customer's fingerprints and ideas baked into your solution. You've been specified and your competition is playing the role of column fodder. As a manager, you must make sure your salespeople are inviting the customer to define how they'll measure your organization's performance from the start and that they're having regular touches. That's the attention and intimacy I was talking about to ensure that you are never more than a few days or weeks from identifying and fixing a problem. You're always seeking to improve the customer's experience. That builds your credibility and reduces your perceived selfish self-interest. Why is all this essential before you become a fantastic channel manager? Well, if you can't handle this in a direct sales situation, how on earth do you hope to be able to handle it when you have a dozen, a hundred, a thousand partners? How are you going to manage the expectation of your partners and their management and salespeople? How are you going to handle the political minefield that is channel sales when you have your own direct sales force competing with you and trying to undermine your deals? Or when your idiot of a CFO decides not to pay your partners their commissions so he can make the numbers look good for investors? If you're going to consider joining the special forces of the sales profession, you need to earn your right to eat at the top table. Many are called, but few are chosen. The future of sales is channel sales management. By the book, Making Channel Sales Work, by Marcus Kauke and David Davies. It's available on Amazon. If you go to amazon.co.uk or .com, and type in Making Channel Sales Work. You can download a copy via Kindle, or you can go to the sandler.com website, and it's shop.sandler.com forward slash books, forward slash making hyphen, making, sorry, making hyphen channel hyphen sales hyphen work. And you can get a paperback copy there, or, you can email me at m-c-a-u-c-h-i at sandler.com and send me your address and we'll send you an invoice and I can post you a physical paperback copy. That's Marcus Kauke from Sandler Training and the Inquisitor Podcast. Thanks for listening. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app free for iOS and Android.